Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Batman has an official director, but do we even have the Batman anymore? And who might direct Suicide Squad 2? What the hell is going on in the DC Universe? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Yeah! yeah! What's up, everybody? I uh, didn't know if the music was kicking in, but we had the fists in there. That's all that nope. matters. Still no with the music. What yep. a weird week it's been in the DC universe. We got to get right into it. First off, uh, we are at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Uh, Adam Gertler is in New York City. Follow him at Adam Gertler. And oh, he's doing something cool, too. What's he doing? Um, I'm sure it's cool. Now I, I forget if I'm supposed to it, say, but I think I can. Food? He's seeing a he's seeing a movie. Did he talk to us oh, about this? Oh, he's doing some. He's doing some Logan press talkings. Yeah, yes. he's doing some Logan press, uh, wow. which is cool. That's amazing. Yeah, he told us that. I thought it might be food related, but uh, no, he did say that. Don't get mad. No, no, no one's mad. It. No one's mad. Why are you so mad? Uh, hey, I'm Johnny LaQuasto, guys. Find me on Twitter at jquasto. The lovely lady right there has some of the best superhero outfits. I've ever seen. Yeah, this one included. She's a cosplayer. She's a host. She's brilliant. She's funny. She's hot. You can find her on Twitter at Alana Jordan. <laughs> I love you. She's Alana Jordan. Hey, everybody. I'm What's Alana happening? Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Alana Jordan and on Instagram at that Alana Jordan girl. That's right. And next to her is the crown jewel of DC Movie News Show. Also the host of TV Fights on Screen Junkies. Find her on Twitter at Roxy Stryer because she be Roxy Stryer. She do be. Yeah. Not not do be like do be. She, well, she do she be do Roxy be, Stryer. Be. She do be you be Roxy you be. Stryer. No, you be. No, you be. You be Roxy Stryer. Oh, I be. Yeah. Yeah, right. I be Roxy Stryer. Uh, yeah, and it's awesome that we're here. I'm sad that Mike and Adam aren't here. Cool that Adam's doing all that press, but... But! But! Breaking news! Breaking news! Mike Kalinowski's first episode of Jane the Virgin aired this week. Woo-hoo! And we could not be more proud of him. He's not here today. He's busy doing things. I can't really tell you what he's doing, but you can take a guess. But yes. So it, we're not really breaking news because probably fans of the show also watch Jane the Virgin and, yes. and probably already saw him. So I don't know if we're breaking it because it happened. But it's exciting. I mean, that's our top story is Mike Kalinowski joined the cast of Jane the Virgin this week and we could not be happier or more proud of him, which is awesome. Yeah. That's yep. great news. Yep, that is. So Congrats, that's Mikey, we love you. That's one positive thing in the DC Universe this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got one. Hey, Thanks, you got to take those victories where you can present. get them. Yes, that's what that was. Yeah, uh, there were there were other attempted Christmas presents this week. Um, or a couple lumps of coal. Definitely not Hanukkah presents. No, not no, not. We're, getting, uh, no. we're talking Suicide Squad too. We gonna hit that right away? I think we got to. I think we got to get to I it. I mean, there's multiple things. I mean, there's the whole Affleck thing coming from Campia and Collider, which is weird. But I think first yeah. things first. Do we want to go? Your boy. Oh, oh, my boy. I'm just saying. Oh, you want to go your boy. Oh, is he my boy? I don't is know. he anyone's? 
people? I, somebody's apparently because he's the only name that is even being thrown out for Suicide a, Squad yeah, Two. He, he oh, right. a strong beard! I'll tell you that much. Can you just uh, tell the people what we're talking about right now, Johnny? Because uh, right. we've got to get into this story. Apparently, Warner Brothers, in their infinite wisdom, is courting Mel Gibson uh, to possibly direct Suicide Squad Two. And I'll tell you what: from what I've seen online. Between fans, uh, they, this is very divided. There's some people that are like, I know he's crazy, but he makes great movies. And there's other people that are like, hell no, we won't go. So it's very, um, it's kind of split down the middle. It's odd they would pick somebody so divisive after a movie that, as the sequel to a movie that, while financially did well, that fans kind of panned overall. So it's like, why would you pick somebody who so many people are inherently not on board with. I'm going to lose followers over this, and I, frankly... Who cares? I don't care, because this is something I am very passionate about. Here's the thing. There's a lot of talented directors. There's a lot of talented actors. There's a lot of talented producers. There is no loss or lack of talent in the industry. There's too much talent here. There are talented people that never get the chance to actually work. Very true. There are really, 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 like anybody who isn't in this industry, I'm explaining this because you guys, because people might not know how many talented people there are. Mm -hmm. I promise you that there is somebody as fit to direct this movie, if not more fit, and I could name a bunch of people, than Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mel Gibson is an anti-Semite. Yes. Yeah. He is anti-Semitic. His father doesn't believe that the Holocaust ever took place. He's said out loud that his father has never told a lie a day in his life, and he believes what his father tells him. He's an anti-Semitic person working in Hollywood. Yeah. He is consistently working. He's always getting work. Well, not so much anymore. He is. Yeah. Recently... Well, yeah, I mean everybody's losing it over Hacksaw Ridge. He's nominated, right. and every, I mean, oh right. And I, I don't, I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, so I don't know how good it is. But it, it has great, to be amazing to the point that people are willing to overlook things that I, I'm with you, Roxy. I feel like shouldn't be overlooked. It sh- I don't think it can. Everybody's like, but he's talented. I agree. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm saying he's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. This isn't somebody who's just said something that like I don't personally agree with. This is yeah. He, He's hating on an entire group of people. And yes, it's closer and near and dearer to my heart because I happen to be Jewish. Sure. But I, I don't understand why we allow people, racist people, sexist people, people who are anti-certain religion to be working in this industry when there are other people. And, that's, and, yeah. and, we're, and not only are we allowing it, but we're courting him. We're yeah. courting him. I mean, Even he, the verbiage on that. He like, blatantly says, well, he, because when they asked him in the Q&A, he said it's kind of a first date. And you're like, what? What? Yeah, and, and he's trying what? to put a spin on comments he said in the past. Bottom line is he flat out said a lot of really awful things, whether it's, you know, obviously anti-Semitic, misogynistic. I mean, he's done a lot of things, and he's said a lot of things. And so I'm completely on board with you for that. I mean, there's a lot of talented people out there. And Warner Brothers is not doing – they have not done themselves any favors in this past year with a lot of their decisions – I don't know what... Mm-mm. To me, this speaks of... And Look, he may not be the director. I know they're looking at other people. But if you hire Mel Gibson for this, to me, it almost just shows how Warner Brothers, how t- out of touch they really are. And this yeah. is the thing. In the chat right now, people are talking about, your president is a racist. Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. Yeah, well... I, I'm, not, I'm not giving my political opinions on that currently. But what I will say is, I, do, I don't believe it's... I'm not standing up for that. I'm not sitting here telling you that one thing's right and the other thing's wrong. All we're saying is we don't want to see a poster of Harley Quinn with sugar tits as the caption. Wow. It, yes. Like, I forgot about sorry, that Sorry, but... Yes, yes. And, and 
And again, is he talented? Could he do this movie well? Maybe. Probably. Could he do yeah. it better than other people? No, I'm not going to give him that. Mm-hmm. And and should he be given the chance? No. We have to put our foot down somewhere. We have to. Well, I feel like it also kind of steps a little bit on Gotham Sirens and uh, Gotham City Sirens and on, you know, a lot of what they're trying Will to do. Smith's if they're potential saying potential spinoff. Right. And if they're trying to say, like, they're doing all of, you know, like, empowerment, representation, all this stuff, and then you pick somebody who's like, I don't like this group of people or this yeah. group of people, then you're like, what? Well, our buddy um, Alan Sizzler-Kissler is in chat roll right now, and he has a, you know, really good comment here. He said, how are you going to have a director who's a bigot and sees no problem with rape direct a movie with protagonists who have suffered racism, mental assault, and sexual assault? I mean, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe it. I truly can't believe it. And unfortunately, we the people have given Warner Brothers almost the clear to do something because like this. Because we went to see the movies. Because, because mm-hmm. we go to see these movies, and I, I'm not even saying that I'm not to blame for some of this. I also didn't go see Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge, but I, I've seen his movies in the past. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, okay, he has star power. He sells. So maybe we should align with that. Yeah. But I also feel like because this is a day and age where we do have the internet and we do have, you know, that direct link from fans and because there's already such an outcry, I'm hoping that this will be a situation where Warner Brothers will kind of take a step back and re-examine because especially if you're saying, here's our band of lovable villains and then you get somebody who once was lovable and now in the public eye is portrayed as... Look, I'm yes. with you both. I've been saying this for months on the show. Warner Brothers, to me, is getting a much shorter leash as far as faith. Abigail, with a great comment in chat role, here's a good question. Why look for a Suicide Squad 2 director when The Flash still doesn't have a director? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it is I, a good question. I just and don't know what the hell Warner Brothers is, well, is doing. there's an answer to that, and the answer is money, honey. Suicide Squad 1 made them so much money, they don't know what The Flash is going to do. They already have a Flash Mm -hmm. TV show to tide people's appetite, and that is making them money at the moment. I think we talked about the fact that those shows together annually or or something have made a billion dollars. It's like they're doing... Don't quote me on that because I don't remember the exact statistic, but The Flash, people are satisfied with right now. We don't know what the money is going to look like. Suicide Squad 2 is going to make a crap ton of money. And in marketing. Yes, and in marketing, Mm. absolutely. I mean, Harley sells. Yeah. Margo sells. Will Smith sells. That's just the way that it is now. And people wanted to see more of the Joker. And the people who greenlight now don't look at content. They look at numbers and binders. They don't watch the movie as much as they watch the figures. Right, and I'm with you. I think it'll make a lot of money, but honestly, I think it's going to have to be a decent movie to make a lot of money. Yeah. This uh, time around. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know. I feel like even if the movie yeah. tanks, then they'll do another brand with Hot Topic. They'll launch a whole clothing line. They'll have a whole doll line that is very successful. They'll have the toy. They'll have all of the marketing materials that then come back and make them enough money that I feel like yeah. it's looking like they're not even looking at content. They're just like, whatevs. I have a hard time <laughs> thinking that the movie would tank, though, Johnny, because they are listening to people, and it wasn't the characters that people didn't enjoy. Sure. People weren't like, ooh, Deadshot, no. Mm, Harley, characters no. Are great. So as the usually a sequel will tank because you didn't like the characters to start. Like, i.e., if we'd had a Fantastic Four sequel, people would have been like, what? We, didn't, we weren't behind right. those characters. Mm-hmm. Now it has to do with the storyline and what they do. So I think it has actually a high success at being successful but will i go see it if mel gibson is directing it that's the question yeah Mm. i'm with you and i i don't think it's going to end up being that way but it's very weird to me that they would even you know have him in for a meeting but uh, apparently there's a story here that says will smith wanted him um, but the studio initially said no 
for um, some other movie he was doing. So mm. It's challenging because a lot of these big wigs in Hollywood, like Mel Gibson is and like Will Smith is, they're friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, them, they particularly are, but I'm saying that in general. A lot of these celebrities, that's like their group of friends. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he has a personal connection with them or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just really likes his talent and can look past the fact that he is a misogynistic, anti-Semitic piece of <laughs> poopy. Right. He's a piece of poopy. Well, that's a good bow to tie on this uh, this story. Uh, <laughs> as we move on, we'll get to some positivity at some point. So we have to talk about this because it made big news. Yes. So, um, and we're friends with Collider, so we're not going to disparage anything that was said. But John Campy is the head honcho over there, and he mentioned on the Collider Movie Podcast this week that he spoke to three different people all attached to the Batman project, or at Warner Brothers, if you will. And he says that Affleck wants out okay as the batman he started the quote by saying take this with a major major grain of salt the biggest grain of salt that possibly is yeah so by no means did he at any point say hey guys this is fact and i just want to be i'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong at all i just want to be clear because when i tweeted about this everybody was like did you not see that he said take it with a grain of salt I did see that. I, de- I definitely did. I'm just commenting on what happened after that. So that's what we're going to do at this table right now. Comment on what happened after the grain of salt. Yeah. Yes. Which is the Here's the thing, rumor. though. I mean, look, when you say something that extreme, you're going to, you, you have to expect. Look at what Sasha yeah. did months ago. I mean, a couple months, maybe not even a couple months Probably ago. Probably a month and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, she was on Collider. They saw what happened. So Campion knew if he said something like this, it was, Collider's got a big following. He knew it was going to get a reaction. It has to have some sort of yeah, people never, viable source. You, you wouldn't say it. You can say, take this with all the grains of salt that you possibly want. It doesn't matter if you say that. People are only going to hear the main chunk of it and that's what they're going to report so all this is like a firestorm and you know if it gets more people to collider hey good for them but that's a strong thing to say um terry in the chat said campy went on collider heroes the next day and said it affleck definitely wants out Mm, you know this is this is what adam would be sitting here right now adam called this from day one and i'm not saying it's true but adam said to us he announced it on the show and he before the director thing happened before any of it he said I wouldn't be surprised if they end up casting somebody else to play Batman in the solo films. He said that. And hmm. we all were like, huh? What? No way. It's, he's producing, writing, directing, and starring in it. Sure. And then slowly, he was no longer the only writer, and he was no longer the director, and he, you know, started pulling back, and everybody started saying, hmm, I wonder. I still would love to believe that he is going to be Batman. I, I can't fathom a world in which there is another Batman right now while he is so hot. I feel and good like at it. also not I hot just, like sexy. Just yeah, just on the scene. Oh no, he's yeah. sexy. And sexy. Well, all of all of the definitions of the word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like Warner Brothers isn't gonna want to let him out of that. I feel like they're just gonna renegotiate until they get him to stay. I feel like it's. You think it might be a money thing, or do you think it's a timing? No, thing? I think it's. A, oh. I think it's a personal. And timing thing. I think Live by Night didn't do as well as he thought. I think that was a blow to his ego. I think he doesn't want to be billed as just Batman. He wants to make sure that he's serious. I think he doesn't want another, you know, 
Jenny on the Jenny from the block situation where people kind of are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I think he wants to be considered serious. But and, he is. I mean, after I mean, Argo, he reached that status. Right, which is true. But I mean, I feel like he wants to keep going back to the work that he is, you know, personally tied to. And if he's already not directing it, he's not writing it, his personal stamp isn't on it anymore. So ah. now he's going to be taking direction from somebody else. And he's just going to be a part of somebody else's vision. I could see him easily saying, "Well, my time is better spent doing something else." So I, I kind of asked this to you but guys. I don't think Warner Brothers is going to let him out. I kind of asked uh, this to you guys last week, and I have an opinion on this, but I want to get yours first. If he is not acting in any in this anymore, say that he is no longer playing Batman, is it because the studio said to him, "Hey"? We need you to take a step back from no, this. You're I so busy. So. Or is it because he said, hey, I no longer want to be a part of this project? I think he's fed up with Warner Brothers, personally. I think and here's so the question. Too. Does he become part of the Justice League sequel as well? Or is he just out-out? Or is he just not? We, we can't have two. How are we going to? I know we have them in, in uh, TV and also in the comics and, and in, um, in uh, animation movies, too. But how are we going to have two live-action Batman yeah, in one at, universe in, this, in the same universe at the same time? Especially when DC is kind of moving more towards the Marvel format where they all link together. So it's like when you do have these crossover movies, then which Batman do you use? Do we just never see Bruce Wayne and the whole movie is just Batman and they're just trying to mimic Affleck's Batman voice like and use his costume I mean come on this is crazy he's got to be Batman we love him as Batman we want him as Batman I want him as involved in this project as possible I think that there's a producer at Warner Brothers screaming exactly what you are saying right now in a room probably right now his people are like well yeah, yeah, yeah. Affleck's at a point in his career he can call his own shots. He's got all the money he'll ever need, and so if he's like, "I'm not invested in this anymore," he can back away. Would I be shocked if he does? Yeah, um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to to get out there, and, and Collider certainly did that. Canucks fan says, "Holy, so many effing idiots believing this rumor." I'm not saying I believe the rumor. We're just discussing it. We're right. We're also not saying that we think that anything is going to actually come of it. We just think that because so many people are saying we have sources that he is discontent with the right. current situation, we're kind of inclined to believe that from what we've seen, he could potentially yeah, be getting got, frustrated to the point that he's over it. Our mm-hmm. job is to talk about the biggest stories in the DC universe. And right now, uh, the top two, Mel Gibson and Ben <laughs> Affleck, maybe want it out. Uh, so. MK Songbird says, if Ben Affleck does leave the Batman role, the DCEU will end after Justice League. What do you guys think about that? <sighs> no. Mm-mm. There's too much already planned. Yeah. Because contractually, what is he obliged to do right now? Is it just know. Justice League? Is Ben off the hook after Justice League? Or is he off the hook after Justice League 2? What is his contract? Was it three movies? Was it six? If you guys know in the chat, sorry that I, I don't have this offhand. I am curious if we are aware of what his contract is. Because we know he's contracted mm-hmm. to do Justice League. Sure. But is he contracted to do a second one? That's the question. Is And maybe they could have already been filming parts of the Justice League sequel while doing the first one. So you don't know. Maybe he would just cut make a clean break after... JL2? I don't know. But it's it's a weird thing that this came out um, over the last couple of days, and uh, it's something we definitely got to keep an eye on. For sure, I would so. rather see no Batman standalone 
movie than a Batman standalone without Ben Affleck at this point. Really? Yes. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. I would rather see no Batman standalone. I would rather them just take a breath and say, you know what? All, this isn't working out because sometimes it's like a relationship. Like sometimes it's right person, wrong time. Like just say. Timing's everything. This is good. Yes. Just take a break. Say, let's focus on some of these other movies. We'll circle back to Batman. Give Ben a little break and then come back. What if Bale's like, I want in? What if he wants to come back? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, toss it up. Maybe. Um, so Mark says after Justice League 2, um, Sion says he's contracted for Justice League 2, uh, but we did have some other people saying that he's out after just the, oh, the Neon Empire. He's only obligated to do Justice League, and that's it. Um, other people are saying three movies. Some people are saying nine movies. Maybe this is where some of our confusion lies. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Moving on, though. Uh, yeah, we do. Actually, we have a director for the Batman, officially, and that is Matt Reeves. So uh, I know we talked about it in the last couple of weeks of who was rumored and stuff like that. So Matt mm-hmm. Reeves is now official, everybody. So I, I would like to be positive about this, and it's not that I'm not, because I'm a fan of his work. But it's so it gets so overshadowed by what's going on. Like, yeah. we have a director for a movie that I'm having a hard time getting excited about because I don't know what's happening. It's still a couple of years away. Yes, right? it is. Maybe. Well, we don't know. We don't know. They we might try know. to slip it in an earlier spot. I like him. Slide up in the DMs and get that movie yeah. in there. I sang that the other day. I said, it goes down in the DM. Do you know that song? No. No. Do you know? It goes down It goes down in the DM. I wish I wrote it. It goes I down. I like it. It sounds like a genius <laughs> lyrical masterpiece. That's what I was thinking to myself. Um mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I, no, I, I sing that and nobody knew what I was talking about. Do you guys know in the chat? Come on, give me some love. Um, but yeah, he, Matt Reeves, Cloverfield, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, obviously a very busy guy. Yeah, so. yeah, let me the in. Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. A, lot of, a lot of prepositional phrases. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, and he's very talented. He's done some interesting genres. Uh, this would be different. But in some ways, I think it would really, really work well. I, we don't know who our Batman is at this point, yeah. so we don't know what this would look no, like. No, we don't. It has but, to hey. be so weird for him right now, too, being brought in at such a weird, tumultuous time where it's like, okay, congratulations, you're going to direct this movie that we may or may not be giving you a box of turds and telling you to polish real nice. It, it's yes. also but possible he's great. he so might... So he's great, so he may be able to polish them up. It's also possible he might know more than we all do. He might already know what's happening, and they're just like, hey, That's mom's true. the word. So either way, though... If if someone offers you the Batman, you'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So, you think so? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I'll direct pressure. the Batman. You want me to? If I asked you, you would. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You don't seem too sold on me directing the Batman. Well, no, I just don't <laughs> seem so sold on you accepting that. Oh. Because I guess it puts you on the map, but like you think I have standards? There's a lot of pressure. I will say yes, okay. and I will deal with it. Uh, right. So yeah, congratulations. To Matt Reeves, uh, this is interesting. Deathstroke, possibly in Justice League. Apparently, it's becoming uh, more apparent that it's going to happen. Based on the synopsis that was talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah, uh, I'm not shocked by that, but we still don't know to what extent how much he will be in it. Uh, Maybe one scene breaking Lex out. Yeah, based on... I, I don't know. Well, what do you think? The test footage scene looked cool that they had that was in front of the Batcave. So and, yeah. like, and that's why which, I'm not shocked by it because of the way that the timing in which things are filmed, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the actual role will be in the film. Well, I mean, Steppenwolf really wouldn't have much use for him. So the best theory would be Lex, maybe yeah. one scene breaking him out of the asylum. That's what I would think right? because 
there wouldn't be, I think, enough room in the movie for too much of a storyline. But hey, if you can give us a little a little dash, yeah. a little dash of death stroke. Sprinkle it in, why not? Are you doing Salt Bay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I finally found, I found, yeah, I know who that is. It's yeah, just, me it, too. He looks like Robert Downey Jr., right? But Salt Bay. But he's a dude. Yeah. Who so, is he? Because remember, Mike Chef? and Christmas was telling us all about Salt Bay. Have you seen this meme for Salt Bay? It's a guy that does the song. video where yeah, he like yeah. sprinkles. Yeah, the, yeah, he's an yeah. actual dude, but it's been memed everywhere. He looks like Robert Downey Jr. Okay, I think All we've right. gotten off topic a little bit. A little I'm bit. not sure though. Which is fine. From Iron Man to Salt Man. So yeah, all the elements were. Fine. Oh my god! What? <laughs> Speaking of from Iron Man to Salt Man. Okay. I saw Lego Batman. Yeah. Which did you have you seen it? I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, yet. okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I know this wasn't a rundown, but I have to talk about it. No, for a Lego Batman's in there. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, and I just jumped ahead to it. Hit it. Okay. So here's the deal. I will n- give no spoilers. Um, Heard it's amazing. I will give no spoilers. How do I talk about it without getting spoilers? It was awesome. Oh my god, it was so good. It was funny. Um, I'm not in the camp that says like this is the best Batman movie that ever existed because it was like. It was a Batman movie, but it was a different kind of movie. So it's like comparing, I don't even like saying apples and oranges because I like apples better than oranges. That's always been so basic to me. But it's like comparing apples to dogs. Like, you know, you like them both. Mm -hmm. Um, So this movie was great. I had so much fun with it. I think that they really, really nailed the tone and they were able to poke fun of themselves in really interesting ways. Warner Brothers was. Um, I loved the surprise characters that they brought in. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of yeah. Easter eggs, too, I heard. A lot of yeah. Easter eggs. A lot mm-hmm. of Easter eggs. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see it. Some I do fun have to ones. say, though, if you're comparing apples and dogs, there's a clear winner. Like, dogs win. No doubt. See, I love apples. If someone says, do you want to go hang out in a big room full of apples or a big room full of puppies? Would you like to go apple picking? Only with a puppy. Dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, a lot uh, of yeah. Easter eggs here. It says, um, for also number one film in the country. I guess it didn't make quite as much as they were hoping, but it made almost $60 million its opening weekend. Um, but it gave homage to the Dark Knight trilogy, to uh, to Bane. I mean, you saw it. To Dark Knight Rise. It basically gave a lot of there like There was little... a Marvel blow in there. Of course. That, that's why I transferred over when we were talking about Iron Man, because it reminded me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was really really good and it was a perfect length and the voices were all great oh god they just did such a good job um i will say that i don't think that zach galifianakis's joker was exactly what i was um not everything that i wanted it to be it was it really steered away from any of the joker tropes but i think that's what he was probably trying to do so good for him yeah. Nice. Well, I not killed that. And you yeah. know who else did a great movie. job and always does a great job? Blue Apron, our sponsor on the show. The number one fresh ingredient and a recipe delivery service in the country. All right. They want to make home cooking accessible and easy and delicious and healthy. And this is what they do. Over 150 local farms. The seafood is sustainably sourced under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Whether it's beef, chicken, pork, whatever, it's all responsibly raised. All right. 95% of food. Uh, it, it's just, it's all great. It's, it's fantastic stuff. And you cook together with your family. Um, you can spend under $10 a meal. Here's the upcoming. Here's some upcoming meals. Chicken cashew stir fry. Oh, we got yum. roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. We got crispy barramundi with quinoa, roasted carrot salad. All this stuff coming up. I don't know how to cook any of that, but apparently you can do it with Blue Apron. No, you really would be able yeah. to do it because I'm not kidding you. Blue Apron is 
fantastic. Like they write it out for you. It is they make I it could even foolproof. Do it. I mean, yes. really good food. The only time I've ever been like really impressed with myself was when I had Blue Apron, and I was like, "Everyone, look what I did!" You yeah. feel like a legitimate chef, no yeah. joke. I love it. And yeah, less than ten bucks a meal. Choose from a variety of new recipes every single week, or let the culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year. That's insane. You're never going to get bored. It's super flexible. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow process, under 40 minutes. Wow. And their freshness guarantee promises every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook, or they'll make it right. Real simple. So you got to go to blueapron.com slash movie news, and you get the first three meals free. You're going to eat for free with Blue Apron. Yeah, that's amazing. Honestly, I love it. It really is very, very Yeah, good. absolutely. You're going to love it. So it's going to taste incredible. Home-cooked meals. Do it for yourself. Do it for your health. Go to blueapron.com slash movie news and uh, tell them that we sent you. Or don't mm-hmm. tell them. But you're going to get the discount anyway. Or do it for your for your loved ones. Yes. You don't just have to do it for yourself. For your lovers. For the lovers and friends. Uh, so Schwarzenegger, this is a weird transition, but... Um, just the weird from, gets newser. Uh, the news gets weirder and weirder. From yeah. cooking and heating it up to freezing it down. Yeah. <laughs> so this goes back to the John Cleese thing. When John Cleese started getting followed on Twitter. Yeah, by a I couple feel of people. like this is a very, very loose thing. When people say, okay, so, two people followed him on Twitter, so therefore... So the actual story is that Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman's official account followed... And Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Oh, and Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns no. and oh, okay. Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins and Jeff Johns followed Schwarzenegger on Twitter, therefore, he must be showing up in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like, therefore, he has been posting really funny tweets lately, and a lot of people have been following him more. Uh, you think? Has he? Well, not necessarily funny, but kind of... Shut bigger. up! Yeah. yeah. Just, Very, like, abrupt. They're entertaining. Just quotes of his bad quotes. Uh, you got to be cool! Like, you know, from all his little anecdotes. Yeah. All his one-liners. Uh, yeah, so uh, who knows? This is, this is what they were saying about John Cleese, though. They were saying, if you are weary of this evidence and saying, like, oh, two people following, that's not true. Remember, that's what we were talking about when Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck followed John Cleese on Twitter. Yeah. In late 2016, and that caused the rumors that he was going to be in Justice League, and then they were confirmed yeah. last month. So it does happen sometimes. So I want to sit here and be like, why are we talking about this? Two people followed him on Twitter. I, if he was to be in Wonder Woman. But I feel like that's a different situation, because it wasn't one where people were like, oh, you know, have you seen John Cleese tweets? Like, you know, like, yeah. that's not... It wouldn't make sense for them to follow him otherwise versus Schwarzenegger. Other people are, I mean, they didn't say, look at all these other people who followed him this week as well. Yeah. Right. You know, like, if he, he, must be if he in, is, though, if he is, like, how on earth, what do we picture him doing in Wonder Woman? God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. It would have to be, like, just a small cameo, something, not. I love well, I can meal. tell you who won't have a small cameo in Justice League. That's Lawrence Fishburne. He kind of confirmed this week that he will not be in the jail. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love him, too. I just love him. I mean, he'll show up again, but just not in jail, apparently. I love him. Uh, also, this is really interesting. So, apparently Common was due to be Jon Stewart. Yeah. Like, in the movie that was never made. Yeah. The I didn't, Justice I just League didn't Mortal. realize that they had gotten so far with that movie when they pulled the plug on They were doing rehearsals. This was the unbelievable part. This is what he says. Uh, 
the script was super dope. It was intricate, and knowing George Miller was going to do it, you know... Uh, oh, that's not the quote that I wanted to read. I wanted to do the one about him actually going there that he talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, where does he say that? He said that he actually went to Australia. And yeah, he... I was cast, and we started oh, rehearsals we for the film. I went to Australia, tried on the outfit and everything. It was heartbreaking, but it happened. Yeah, that one, like... W- like, what? Man. And he followed up with the script was super dope. It was intricate knowing George Miller was going to do it. You knew it was going to have that raw edge, but it had mm-hmm. Superman, Aquaman, all the characters really involved. Each one of them had moments, and you got to know them. It was a strong piece. Do you guys wish? Wow. I mean, because now he ha- is canon in the DCEU, this current universe. Do you guys wish that he wasn't so that he could be. John Stewart. Well, that's the thing is he had the brief appearance in Suicide Squad. That's what yeah, I'm saying. And he's gone already. Yeah, that's, so it's like, right. does that pull him out of the running for anything? I, I, I would mean, say it I definitely like, does if they yeah. respect themselves. However, do we wish that he wasn't out of the running so that he could be John Stewart? Is the question. I mean, I think he does. <laughs> I, I think the fans would be completely on board. I don't think anyone would be upset. Like, you played Monster T, so no, yeah, you're in 17 seconds. I don't think super mad if he came back, especially considering he got that far. I mean, I really didn't know... I would He's be mad. Little common knowledge, right? I would be mad not yeah. because I don't like him, but because like you, you decided to put him in the movie and then you killed him. Point taken. Yeah. So. But he's achieved that. I mean, he was always a brilliant uh, musical artist. I was always a huge fan of comedy. I agree. Up. I agree. But he's achieved that level of clout, you know, in entertainment now and acting. To you cast him as John Stewart, I don't think anyone would argue. No, I know what you mean. Uh, speaking of amazing musical talent, yes. Oh, that was my segue for you. Coolio with the flow. Gotcha. Here's another yes. fun story. Uh, wow. Coolio apparently was going to play the Scarecrow in Batman 5. So, <laughs> what? what? So what? he appeared right now? He appeared in Batman and Robin. Right. Right? And This is what he said about it. The only reason I did that part was because they promised me the villain part in the following Batman, which they didn't do because Joel Schumacher... They fired him. Mm-hmm. Me and him didn't get along that great anyway. And the next Batman, the villain was supposed to be the Scarecrow. Which would be kind of weird, but then again, Schumacher didn't really um, care about following the comics too much because, you know, Scarecrow's character did not fit Coolio's persona no. at all. But he says but... that apparently his, the plan was for him to be a Scarecrow. <laughs> But, I mean, there was all the reports, though, that Schumacher said that if he had done Batman Triumphant, he would have had um, Nicolas Cage be Scarecrow. Johnny. I I feel like Coolio probably, like, they were just like, all right, Say the word, Johnny. Say the word. You think Coolio's swerving? I think he's a swerve. I think it's a swerve. I mean, I don't know what Coolio's up to now, but maybe he's swerving. Maybe he's been swerving. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, maybe he's not swerving. Maybe he's just chilling, but maybe he's being Coolio. I don't know, but it sounds a little swerving to Coolio. Yes. Yeah. So I, I just Yeah, love... I just feel like probably that was more of a conversation where they were like, okay, Coolio, like, maybe you can be in the next one. Scarecrow's going to be in the next one. And him just being like, yeah, I'll be Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. Schumacher doesn't like me, but it's okay. It's chill. So this next story I find fascinating. Did you know that there are two producers credited on literally every single Batman project, and no one knows who the hell they are? This is insane. Yeah. This is one of the coolest stories ever. Yes. Bizarre. A uh, really good article on denofgeek.com this week. Michael Uslan and Benjamin Melnicker have producer credits on nearly 40 Batman films, but they only really worked on one, it seems. 
So I'm going to try and like, did you read the story? No, you got to do that yes. in more intense voice. Like, but they only really worked on one. Okay. It seems. Michael Uslan mm-hmm. and Benjamin Melnicker have producer credits on nearly 40 Batman films. Yes. But they only really worked on one. It seems. Yep, there we go. Ah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Unsolved yep. Mysteries. That's Way coming better. back, apparently. Anyway. I liked it. Uh, yes, so here's the... So let's solve this mystery. Who are these guys? They're credited on every Batman movie since 1989. So, Melnicker and Uslan were friends. They acquired the rights to bring Batman to the movies back in the late 70s. And he said in an interview, nobody else on the planet wanted them. So therefore, he's a comic book geek. They struck a deal with DC Comics. He just had all this foresight. So therefore, by the time Batman became a movie, it had to go through him, essentially. And they were involved in, the deal was, um, they had an agreement with the company, with Casablanca Productions, in November of 1979. That gave them both 400 grand. The deal, in turn, would cost the pair their input, I guess. And But they worked out a deal to where they always get a chunk of change for every single Batman project that comes out, even without doing anything. Yeah. Since forever. Brilliant. They get a set amount, and they get the, I think, a 13% net. But the net is what got them, because they were able to say, we didn't make any net money off of, like, the studio basically claimed that their net worth is zero, and that they, oh. so they'd never had to pay them any of the net fees. But they've still gotten, you know, There's a quarter pretty. of a million dollars, oh, like, you every know, project. every project. They're getting six figures, and uh, six figures in a credit is essentially what they signed off for. They're like the people who bought real estate, like in some little podunk nowhere, and then it blew up and became the hot spot city, and they just never have to do anything ever again. Yeah, it's like they bought property in Vegas back in the '30s. Yeah, yeah. even now they buy property in Vegas. Batman, yeah. yeah, even now Vegas property is so much less expensive than here. I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah. so it's nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's like they basically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how, that's crazy. It's it's just completely brilliant. Of these two guys, but yeah, they're they're even in the Lego Batman. They're credited. Yeah, in, in hey, the which so I know too because that was around the time that a bunch of fans were being brought on to different movies just for being fans of different things. Like Star Trek, they had like Doug Drexler was brought in because he owned a like a comic hard. book shop. Yeah, so that was around the time that when the comic book movies and the sci-fi, the whole genre, was really coming up that. That's when a lot of people made their mark, but these guys were just really smart because they signed the smartest contract they could have. Mm-hmm. So now they're just set forever. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's some cool footage of uh, Jason Momoa swinging a sword, doing some sword training for Aquaman. Uh, He's jamming. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, because they're just like prepping and figuring it all out, it's not the sickest sword fight you've ever seen. No. But it's really cool to see the behind the scenes of how this all works and what Anything they're practicing on. And, yeah, and his back and that is just like, ooh. I mean, yeah. It's more sword, fighting than, more sword yeah. fighting than I do. So. Yeah, do we have that video? It's in the rundown. Um, if we, we get to it. If you, if you can find it. Cool. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much the news for the movies. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, this was such a weird week. It was so weird. I know that we're going to be moving on to TV time, but I just wanted to look at this video if it's, he has it's it. Just it's just furthering really my belief that we are stuck in Earth 2 and this is not the right outcome that we were supposed to have for anything. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's titled Momoa's Sword Training for Aquaman, towards the bottom. I sent it in a separate email earlier today. All right, well, if we don't have it, then we don't have it. We can go to TV time. Yep. Yeah. 
See, there is some good news. Bam. It definitely. It's always good news. Well, it kind of. I mean, there was no Flash and no Legends this week. Beggars can't be choosers. Season 10! At least what we got was good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So we got Arrow, we got Supergirl, we got Powerless. Um, Powerless obviously airs later tonight, so up to this point there have been two episodes of Powerless. I talked about the first one, how it was not my total bag, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was excited for where it potentially could go as an NBC comedy. The second one was better. Mm -hmm. I I preferred it to the, the first one. It still didn't really grip me. Johnny, I know you checked it out. How'd you feel? Well, first off, before we get to everything, Black Lightning, there is a little bit of news on that. Uh, the CW's new edition. All right. Uh, supposedly, the story is going to follow a 40 year old version of Jefferson Pierce, a high school principal who's given up on being the superhero, only to be drawn back into heroism once more when an LA gang war starts claiming lives of his students and putting his family in danger. So. Not a whole lot more besides that, but that's going to be the story behind Black Lightning. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, we talked about that, uh, and also how he has daughters, and potentially there'll be students in the high school and whatnot, so that will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but so tell anyways, me about Powerless. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like, I, judging by the initial trailer, I was, and the thing is, you can't judge things by a trailer, because there's a lot of trailers that looked amazing, and the product sucked, and then vice versa. But it's actually, it's clever, funny writing. Now, episode two really didn't have much at all regarding superheroes. I mean, there's a fantasy draft. That was cool. But that's about it. It was a cool premise. It really, I mean, it was developing the team and the characters around them, and, um, you know, it's it was it was clever. It was funny. All right. So we're, we're kind of in on it. Um, moving on to Supergirl. So Supergirl is typically the most politically driven show of the week, which it was not this week compared to other shows. Um, mm-hmm. Yvonne in the chat wanted to know if I am shipping Kara and Monel. Um Obviously, I'm obsessed with them. I want them together so bad. I love this relationship, and I'm hoping that it works out. Um, but I'm also I'm, I'm loving a lot of relationships on this show. Johnny, I know you checked out this episode of Supergirl. Um, how are you feeling about the show, and how are you feeling about the episode? I actually I'm I'm a little behind, but I did watch this episode, and I mean I've liked it since it came, you know since the beginning was on CBS, moving over to the CW. But um, I, I just feel like it's it's got its footing now. It's got a, a strong footing. Um, when you watch it now, a lot of it, it, it starts to make sense as far as superheroes go. Like, yeah. So for me, I, it was a lot more grounded than, than it was in season one, I think. Yeah, and, I, and I'm invested in these characters, which I think is the most important part of it. Uh, I kind of am, am missing Kat. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? She's just so great, Calista Flockhart. I mean, yeah. I love her, but... she was. Kind of my favorite character, so mm-hmm. I can't complain because the show—it's not lacking in any way, but it's. So... That was a fun ending with the "I love you," whoever that guy is that showed up at the end. The "I love you," yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did we the wrong accent. We don't know what what's going on there. Like, who are you, and what are you yeah. doing, mm-hmm. and why have you come here? Uh, we don't know. But that show's doing really well. The show that got the most buzz this week, by far, though, is Arrow. Uh, Arrow had a very, very politically yes. driven show this week. Um, for the other shows that we tried to not give too many spoilers, this one will probably get into a little bit of spoiler territory. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode decided to take on gun control, which was interesting because I feel like Arrow doesn't usually... And it's not like they took a stance one way or another, but I feel like when it comes to immigration or um, gay rights, we've seen that so much on the other shows. And Arrow 
has a little bit, but I loved this episode. I think yeah. Arrow has really come back to find its own, um, and it was it was interesting. The watching the two sides of the argument and all the characters kind of chime in, and some of the characters not want to be involved in a political climate like today. It's hard to avoid, and it, so it they really, looked at that and I. It hit pretty. It hit pretty hard. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, it was interesting. It was really kind of upsetting and hard to watch because of what was going on, and you know, with all the shootings that have been going on, not just in the United States but across the world, and and gun control being so prominent, um, and watching these people pass away. You know, it that's tough. It, it it's it's tougher to watch it on the news but it's when you're watching on the show it feels too close to home and too real um and think about too why you know these comic book characters were created in the first place is to highlight socioeconomic issues and political climates and things and so now that we have the outlet of having these shows in our current situation it's kind of cool to see how they're able to use that as a platform to highlight these issues and to make the public kind of more aware and to really get that conversation going. Hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, and I loved hearing Wild Dog's backstory and why yeah. he was in, why he believes so strongly that he should have the right to bear arms. Um, and then I loved hearing other people's backstories, like the one who ended up being the, the villain of this episode, whose family had been killed and thought that there should be stricter gun. You know, everybody's got their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people are chiming in from other countries that are like, they still don't understand American gun laws. Uh, I'm not sure that we don't either. Really. It's a mess. Yeah. yeah, it's a big yeah. Old mess. Um, but, and also, yeah, having Thea back, she, she, um, thank, thank you, Tim. Talk about Willa slash Thea only having a contract of 14 episodes this year. She has been very, very missing and it's been super apparent. Um, and but she was back this episode, and I think she brings such a needed energy. I love the sister brother relationship that they have, and I love everything that she brings to the screen. And I missed her, so it was good to see her. Um, yeah, good to see her. She's got a interesting relationship going on with uh, with Lance. Um, I I had said that I thought that I saw it going romantic. Everybody kind of flipped out and was like, "Ew, what are you talking about?" Um, but you're trying to ship him. I'm not trying to ship them. Oh. I, I thought that that's the way the show was going, and I was confused. But it seems like they are just kind of... She's almost like his surrogate daughter at this point because he's lost so much. So um, that was good. And, yeah, that's TV, 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 And that's TV, it? TV, TV. Oh, let's oh, get cool. that video if we have it. Close it out with this. Strong. Yeah. No, he's wearing... He's shirtless, of course. That's the best way... Look at... To be if you're chasing the Yeah. That back muscle, though. Maybe got back. He's got those rhomboids flowing. He's got those traps pumping. Oh, jeez. Just stop it, Jason. I like how the camera's above a box with, like, yeah. a hoodie on top. It's like someone's secretly taking the video. Yeah. I wonder how much of him will be doing this and how much of him will have a stunt. I think he's going to be doing a lot of it. I think he's going to be doing a lot of it. I mean, this is a man who throws tomahawks perfectly into bullseyes for fun. Mm-hmm. I no can doubt. see him doing most of his own stuff. Well, I'm loving our active chat today. You guys are killing it. Very active <laughs> chat. It's been, uh, you know, a lot of good... Uh, I had a, only had to block one person, so it's been a pretty good conversation. All Dang. The way Not too bad. Good job, everybody. 
Uh, so yeah, that's the show. We are at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Of course, follow Adam Gertler at Adam Gertler and make sure you keep a lookout for everything he's doing. Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski. And of course, watch him on Jane the Virgin this week if you haven't seen it yet. Elena Jordan. Hey, I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. Right. Uh, also, you can find me on the website relativitypodcast.com. It's a sci-fi radio drama with Lee Shackelford from Star Trek Next Generation. So cool. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer over at Screen Junkies Tuesdays 4 p.m. for TV Fights and Fridays 2 p.m. for Flash and Friends. So if you want to hear me really dive into DC TV this week, then make sure you check that out. That's right. I'm at Jay Quasto. Let's see. Show's coming up. Oh, I'm going to be headlining The Punchline in Sacramento. Any NorCal people? I'll be there Wednesday, March 15th. Hit me up if you want info. Headlining The Brea Improv Wednesday, April 26th. I'll be recording for my brand new comedy album, which I'm already working on. It's going to be wacky and weird. If you love the DC Universe, you're going to like my album. It's not just stand-up. It's got commercials and music and weirdness. It's going to be wacky as hell, so I'm very excited to tell you more about it as we go down the road. But other than that, at jquasso, jlocomedy.com. Love you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, oh. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.